Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to the world famous Jiggy Jaguar Show. Coast to coast and border to border on the Starcom Radio Network. 20 plus AM FM stations across the country. And around the world, also our good friends at TuneIn, iHeartRadio as well. We've got a fantastic guest with us today. We're going to go ahead and let him introduce himself, and then we'll talk a little bit about why he's here. So go ahead and jump in there, my friend, and give us a brief introduction on yourself, my friend. Tell us all about it. How are you doing, James? I'm Pretty good, actually. Go, go ahead and give us a brief introduction, my friend. Jump in there. We don't know who you are. I'm trying to educate the audience here. You bet, James. How you doing? This is Professor Lynn. I'm a professor at Stevens Institute and chairman of the uh, of Linovation.com. Well, uh, tell us a little bit about Linovation.com. Uh, well, sure. Uh, we, uh, over the last 20 years, I directed a team of six professors from around the world in a study of how companies launch extraordinarily successful new products and services. And we had inmate access to over a thousand new products and service teams from some of the best companies, including Apple Computer, Black & Decker, Cisco, Corning, and many others. And during the research, we identified a handful of practices that are critical for a company or a new product or service's success. That, uh, uh, if, if you want me to yes. go on, go ahead, go ahead and go on, my friend. Yeah, we found that if a company ignores these practices, its chances of launching a blockbuster is only two percent. However, if they adhere to them and excel at them, their chances of launching a blockbuster increase to seventy-two percent, and their chances of being successful increase to ninety-eight percent. And we've proven this time and time again. And the best part is they're all within a company's control. It's not, they're not things like launch a product into a non-competitive market or produce a product that's a 10 times improvement. Well, uh, give us a little bit more details on this because this sounds like a fascinating, fascinating process. Sure, so yeah, let's just take a look at some of the, the recent uh, failures and successes over the past holiday season. If you take a look at, uh, let's say, the iPhone 6 Plus, what, uh, do you have the 6 Plus? Do you use the 6 Plus? Yes. Yes, I do, actually. Oh, interesting. And do you love it? Not really. <laughs> That's right. That's just exactly right. So uh, what happened was is when Apple launched the 6 Plus, they flew off the shelf initially. But then after uh, consumers got them and tried them, they found out that they didn't really like them too much. Actually, it was what's called a bimodal distribution. Some people loved it and some people hated it. The people who loved it were, uh, were female uh, because, number one, their fingernails made it hard to use other phones. And with the 6 Plus, they were, it was a bigger screen so they could use it more. And, and second of all, uh, females had a purse, usually, to 
put the product in, whereas men, uh, this was a big, this was a big phone. So, so uh, men were putting it in their their pockets, or their back pocket, or whatever. And you heard the story about the phone bending, and, and that's because it the had oh so before the holiday season, you could not get one around November. Uh, see here, October, November, they were back ordered two months. But then once people, once they finally delivered and people got them in their hands, they started returning them. So Apple had a mass return of these six buses, and and, and, and now actually they're in plentiful supply, whereas the, the iPhone 6 is now a very good seller. And, and the kind of the moral of the story, the lesson of this story, is that what Apple did wrong on this, and they've done it wrong in a number of their other products, like the Newton or the uh, Apple TV, and it's one of the practices uh, in our study, was that they didn't properly identify what's called the ideal customer. And uh, I, we came up with this idea from the ideal customer when we, uh, when I read the book, uh, Stephen King's biography, and, and he said that when he writes a book, he thinks of who the ideal reader is, and he writes to that reader. And then I came up with this idea about the ideal customer, and the ideal customer is somebody who really, really needs, when you're developing a new product or service, you think of this person in mind. Now, you can't just develop a product for one person, right? I mean, you're not gonna be successful with a one-person market. You then augment or you then move into what's called the ideal market segment that profiles that ideal customer. But anyway, what Apple did wrong was they failed to understand that they could have had a huge success had they gone after and marketed heavily the iPhone 6 Plus to women. Okay, kind of break that down a little bit more for us. That's, that, that's very interesting. Tell us about this. Yeah, so, so the process, in our process, these five practices that we found is that one is having a clear understanding of the ideal customer or, or the, the vision of the product, including the ideal customer. The second is having a good process that helps the product move from producer uh, through the lab into the marketplace. The third is having uh, an innovation process that doesn't just kind of study, study, study. It, it works on getting a product out quickly, receiving information, and getting it back an improved, uh, an improved model. The, the fourth is having a good information system, a good information sharing system that allows team members to share information both within the team and outside the team. And the last is the senior management support and involvement on a team. Well, uh, we've got Professor Lynn with us today here on the big broadcast, coast-to-coast and border-to-border on the Starcom Radio Network, 20-plus AM FM stations across the country and around the world, and our good friends on TuneIn, also Radio Loyalty and iHeartRadio. Now, is there a website we can direct people to or or a book or anything we can send people for for more information on, on what you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. And for your for your program, what we've done is if they if your uh, if your listeners go to radiospecial.org, radiospecial.org, they can receive a free full copy of the book that we wrote called Blockbusters. It's the full 250 page book that was published by Harper Business, 
and they can just fill it in if they're interested in getting it in whatever, Chinese, English, or Korean, or Spanish. Or if they're part of a company and they're part of a new product team, uh, we're offering a blockbuster benchmark where they can figure out where, it's a, it's a measurement system of how they know where they stand on these practices. And normally we sell that, I mean, we were part of a big consortium, a government consortium that developed this. We normally charge companies $3,000 for each of these, but for the next 24 hours, we'll give it to your listeners for $450. So wow. for the next 24 hours, they can get a free copy of the book, or uh, they can get a team assessment done of their new product team for $450 at that uh, radiospecial.org. We've got Professor Lynn with us today here on the big broadcast. Now, um, Professor, tell us a little bit more um, about this book. What was the idea behind writing this book? Yeah, I mean, the idea behind writing it was that companies are very, uh, they're in a conundrum that on one hand, great companies succeed and endure because they continually produce great products, right? I mean, great products are the heart and soul of any great companies, and companies get in trouble because they've forgotten this simple truth. You know, to produce real value, companies really need to get back to the basics of developing and launching great blockbuster products. And so we, we spent uh, over a decade studying what goes into launching a great product. We studied, uh, again, over a thousand teams, about half were successes and half were failures. And we really wanted to tease out what makes, not only what separates the failures from the successes, because we found that there were like 250 uh, variables or 250 things that separate the successes from the failures. What we, what we tried to do is there were five, five uh, factors that separate the blockbusters from the merely successful product. And that was, that was the, the kind of the, the insight that we got from the study. It's not that you have to do everything, because that's what managers say. They say, oh, just, just do everything better. And so in the book, Blockbuster, we identified what these are and how they can do them. Now, this, this book is incredibly well-written. Tell me about the writing process for the book. Oh, geez, it was really painful. You know, it, it's just, it's just writing something bad is easy. <laughs> writing something good writing something is, bad. is very hard. Yes. And, and, and so this was a very, very painful book. I mean, it first started with, I mean, we're professors, right? And, you know, it started with us publishing articles. And if you ever had a problem sleeping at night, I could send you some of the articles that we wrote that are published in these academic journals. I promise you they would put you right to sleep. <laughs> so we published these academic articles for about, uh, about five or eight years in some of the top journals, at some of the top academic journals in our field. And over time, all of a sudden, companies started coming to us and saying, well, what can we do to improve? So we then had to kind of change our focus to more, from a more academic focus to a more kind of practitioner or uh, industrial focus where we had to bring these concepts to, the, to industry. And then we started, we started working with a number of companies. We actually were funded by eight U.S. government research labs. 
And uh, some of the companies that have used this system, I mean, they include, oh gosh, I mean, I'm, you name it. I mean, Honeywell, Corning, AT&T, Lucent. Oh, I have a funny story with Lucent. When we first, when we first began this about 10 years ago, after we, uh, after we perfected the, after we got the, did the research and published the articles and, and developed this, uh, this blockbuster metric system, we went to the, the, some of the key people at Lucid who were in charge of new product development. And we told them what we had, and this is when Lucent's stock was trading at uh, like 200, like almost $200. And we said, you know, look, we explained to them what we're doing, and they said, and this is a, a verbatim quote. Person told me, Gary, don't be so naive to think that you can tell us something new about this when we have a thousand people who are working on this very topic. In the, in the meantime, wow. in, in the next three years, their stock went from $200 to under a dollar. Yes. So, I, I mean, companies think they're good at innovation. <laughs> but this study was a way, and, and they, hire, they hire consultants that will say, oh, you know, you need to do this or you need to do that. But this study was uh, an exercise in not listening to us, but what about this ex exhaustive, expensive survey and study that we did to try to try to figure out? I mean, what is the truth? What is really going on out there? So you don't just have to take my word for it. it you know, we kind of have it in black and white. Well, uh, Professor Lynn, before we let you go, my friend, I appreciate you making time for us today. We definitely have to have you back because this is a uh, this is an incredible, incredible topic, and I know that I'm going to be substituting for a uh, a radio program at some point that uh, that you're booked on. So I'm I'm looking forward to talking to you again. Um, tell us tell us a little bit about the website and how people can get a hold of you and and, and get the book and everything. Uh, you bet. Uh, the website for this show is. RadioSpecial.org. The the company and our other website is linovate.com. L y n n o v a t e com. But uh, all they have to do, if that's hard to remember, just go to RadioSpecial.org, and we give your listeners that special. They can get a free copy of the book, or if they want that special for the the benchmark, the blockbuster benchmark assessment. Uh, they can get it there too, and, and it's got links to all the other things that we've done. So fantastic stuff! Fantastic. Well, Professor Lynn, have yourself a wonderful day, and we'll talk soon. Thank you, sir. Thank you, James. Appreciate it. Pleasure. Bye. Professor Lynn with us today. We're going to take a time out. We'll come back. We've got more coming up here. <clears throat> yes, indeed, it is a fantastic, fantastic day. It's the world famous Chicky Jack White Show. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.